Why don't you extend your hand again and let's pray over Jazz. Just begin to speak in tongues. Just bless her. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Would you fall on Jazz right now? Thank you, Jesus. We thank you that she is a part of this family. And we thank you for all that she brings to this place, Lord. Would you bless her as she speaks, Father. Let your words be spoken through her tonight. Amen. I just want to um, start with a scripture, and it's Galatians 2.20, and it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who has loved me and gave himself for me. And that sums up me. Um, I'm going to share my testimony of salvation to you today. Um, I'm just going to go straight in, because it's... Quite, um, it's quite a lot to take in. So um, I just want to start off by saying that I come from a Sikh background. Um, I'm not even myself too familiar with what Sikhism is, but it's just loads of gods. And um, we weren't very religious growing up, to be honest. We went to church every Sunday um, and Punjabi classes every Sunday after church. And that was it, really, for us. Um, we were very more cultural and um, into the traditions more than the religion itself. So um, I grew up in a Sikhism family with um, five sisters, one brother, my mum and dad. My mum and dad had an arranged marriage when my mum was very young, so that followed on through us. So two of my older sisters had an arranged marriages. Um, I went to India when I was 17, had an arranged marriage. It was not by choice. I didn't choose to marry a stranger. Um, but I got married and... I lost my virginity on my wedding night as my first husband raped me. That's how I lost my virginity. So it was quite, um, as a young girl, 17, it was really, just really bizarre. And I was so scared and lost, you know. Um, so as soon as I got back to this country, I, um, I ran away. I, lived, I did actually live with my husband for three months. And in that three months, it was pure torture. We, I didn't speak a lot of my language and he didn't speak English. So it was really hard for us to communicate. But um, when we did communicate, I was telling him I didn't like him and I wanted to divorce and I wanted to leave him. And he was just always telling me that I needed to be his wife and um, be at home and things like that, basically. So um, our relationship wasn't going to work from the day it started, it, you know. So um, after three months, I left him, but I ran away because you can't just get a divorce in my culture you know you don't just go and get a divorce it doesn't work like that so I ran away and the time I ran away um, I just went crazy I just started going to raves started clubbing started taking drugs started drinking I cut my hair because we're not allowed to cut our hair I cut my hair off it was down to here and I cut it all off <laughs> that's the first thing I did I got tattoos I got piercings everything that my parents told me not to do I did um, I was very rebellious and um, I made sure I did everything my parents told me not to do because I was always told you're not allowed, you're not allowed, you know, it, you're always bound. Um, so yeah, I, went, I just basically went off the rails and um, at this time I was in a really low place. 
Um, my family's completely the same. I mean, none of my sisters would talk to me. Um, my mum and dad didn't want to know me at all. I brought their name down, you know, my dad's name down. I brought his, um, his prize down, if you like. So um, no one states with my family. I was completely alone. And, um, and this time I was, um, <coughs> I was living in hostels and safe houses. Um, I got myself in a lot of trouble. I got mixed up with the wrong people. Um, I got mixed up with people who were in gangs and who were selling drugs and in and out of trouble and, and a lot of that type of stuff. Um, and for me, I just went downhill. Things just got worse and worse and worse. The more hardcore drugs I took, the more trouble I got into. Um, it got to the point where I was... Um, involved in prostitution um, and I, it was really it was really dark you know it was really dark I had people who was blackmailing me telling me I'm going to tell your dad if if you don't give me 1500 pounds a week you know and it was really really crazy so um at that point you kind of I got to the point where I was thinking I can't take this anymore I really just would like to just fall asleep and never wake up um, but that's not how it wasn't as easy as that you know um, you can take so many pills and only pass out a couple of times, um, and it didn't work for me. So, um, and the, the the road just got darker and thinner, and it was just so it was so hard, you know, it was so hard to um, have no have no one for you, you know, and the people that are that are around you and they're in the same mess as you, they're all caught up in drugs and violence and crime, and so for me it was just. It, nothing was getting better. There was no, there was no hope. There was no light at the end of the tunnel for me. So, um, as I was in the um, the um, prostitution, I worked in the massage parlour, and that's where I met my um, husband, Israel. So, um, and he was the one who brought me out of there. Um, not long after leaving there, I had Queen, and um, I thank God for her because. In um, Genesis, it says women shall be saved through childbearing, and I believe, you know, I, I was saved through my daughter. So um, then, and also when I first met Israel, he he was the one who shared the gospel with me. He was the one who took me to church, who really started speaking words of light and words of hope into me, and speaking God's word over me and through me and in me, and would say things to me like, "Your body is a temple." I didn't understand that because I wasn't used to hearing those types of things. So for me, it was, I was just so amazed by, you know, God loves me and all these things. And it was wonderful. So um, I decided that I'm going to go to church. And when I went to church, it was a bit bizarre because the church I went to was a South African church. And there was a lot of um, Zimbabwe's and um, Ghanaians. And it was a very happy, clappy type of church. It was wonderful, don't get me wrong. Um, and that's when I decided. It wasn't easy for me because I was very torn. I still wanted the drugs. I still wanted that lifestyle. I still wanted to, um, for me, that was freedom. You know, I've always been bound and told no, no, no. And then having this lifestyle of I can do what I want, take drugs when I want, go partying when I want, drink alcohol until I pass out. You know, I could do that. It was my thing. But when I was in church and the things and people that were loving me and showing me this love that I'd never experienced, it was so overwhelming for me, and at times, through my um, early Christian walks, I felt like there was a lot of tug of war for my life. I felt like the enemy was pulling me one way, and 
um, God was trying to, or Israel was trying to pull me towards God and um, there was a lot of that going on and I just didn't know which way to kind of turn and a lot of times I, I chose the Lord, I did choose Jesus, but a lot of the times I was just so overwhelmed and found it really hard to stay off the drugs and stay out of the crime and, you know, there was a lot of places I couldn't go in Bristol because um, people were after me and I've snitched on a few people so people were looking for me and it just got really, really bad and it got to a point for me in Israel in our relationship with Queen because I was still married to my first husband um, and I couldn't divorce him because he wouldn't give me a divorce after two years because he wouldn't sign so I had to wait five years to get a divorce for my first husband so me and Israel couldn't marry so um it took a long time for our relationship to kind of be right before the Lord. And we knew we were living not right before the Lord. And we knew that things had to change. So before we got married, um, Israel moved away. And um, I lived in our place. And then when we came together and got married, it was wonderful, you know, coming together. It was wonderful. But, um, yeah, so after I got out of that crazy life and started going to church, it was amazing. The things that my eyes were opened up to were so amazing. Um, you know, I never knew how much people generally loved me. It was after my family um, completely disowned me and no one wanted to even look at me in the street. It was so hard to see a bunch of strangers that loved God and had a genuine love for me, me of all people, someone who was so dirty, someone who had so much shame and guilt and carried so much nastiness in them because that's what I was, that's how I felt. I felt disgusting, I felt full of grossness and I just felt like that, how, is, how can people just love me, you know, for, for me coming here and people just love me and I was overwhelmed by it and I'm, I, always, I always knew that because I remember, this is a really raw kind of moment, but um, I got beat up really badly by a man because I wouldn't sleep with him. And um, I remember after he left, I was on the floor crying out. And I, I didn't know Jesus, and I didn't even know the name Jesus. And I was there crying out, saying, someone please help me. And I remember just looking up into the sky and thinking, there's got to be someone, something out there that's going to get me out of here. And um, I just thank God that he came into my life. And I'm now, you know, that life is so far behind me now, you know. That life doesn't even, where I am now and where that life was, it is there, you know. And um, I just praise God for that. I'm, I've come so far, so far. The amount of deliverance and, and ministry and people ministering to my heart and my soul, is, is, it took a lot of time and a lot of work. And I still believe God is doing something in me there's always a work that needs to be done in my heart and even to this day I'm not perfect I've still got a long way to go um, and I just thank God that he's continually working in me and continually showing me his love and his grace and his mercy because I need it still to this day um, I just want to share a little bit of what God is doing in my life now since we left Bristol um, me and my husband have been happily married with three children, Emmanuela was a blessing, Isaiah was a blessing, Queen was my gift, a blessing, and it's just been amazing, you know, um, we've just completely stepped away from that old life, started a fresh new life here, um, I'm, for those who don't know, I'm studying law now, and in my third degree of my law degree, and I just thank God that 
for someone who was so lost and so broken and was on the edge of darkness and death is in such a place now where I'm studying law, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like, it's so, God is so good like that, I never thought that would ever be me, but God is so good like that, and um, you know, things have just changed, I'm in a place now where I can look at people who are not Christians, um, and I can really see myself, some of myself in them and think, oh gosh, I used to be like that, and I just want to love them, pray for them how I was loved. You know, and I'm thank God that He's able to. He's worked in me where I'm able to do that now, and um, it's just wonderful. I mean, I'm kind of mentoring this one young girl, and she just so shows little things how I used to be rebellious and kind of stern and tough, and I, I just have to, you know, just pour God's love over it, and it just breaks down, and it's just so wonderful to see, you know, the hardness and the toughness just come away, at, and just by speaking God's word, and it's just so wonderful. Um, yeah, so I'm doing my law degree now, and that's challenging. It's all about criminal law, <laughs> which is quite fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's really good. I'm hopefully looking, well, I am looking to become a lawyer, so I have my LPC coming up soon. So please pray for me for that one. Um, God willing, God will give us a bigger home, so we can start having ministry in our house. The house is so small, so we need somewhere a bit bigger so we can be able to bring people in. Um, yeah, and I just want to, you know, tough things have been really tough for my family since um, their daughters being, because all my two older sisters were married and I was married. And I was taken to India because my older sister was getting married and my um, uncles turned around and said, oh, while well, the gold is cheap and we're here, we might as well get married off. You know, so that's how my marriage came about, my first marriage came about. It was all about gold being cheap, and we were there. And it's quite sad, you know, because I think to myself, I was only 17, and I really wanted to study. That was in my heart's desire, was to study and really become something of myself. And, you know, circumstances and situations happen in our lives, and, we, and they come in, and it just, our route just completely changes. So it's really, you know, for me, it's just been so important to keep now as a Christian, as a woman who loves and fears the Lord, it's so important for me to really keep my eyes on Jesus and let him continually guide me and lead me where he's taking me. Because, I mean, back in the day, I could, someone would could say anything to me and I would just be like, yeah, okay, you know. It was really quite sad. But now, um, God has really blessed me with a discerning spirit, I believe. And... Um, just give me such a peace and a comfort about who I even put myself around. You know, I, I'm so, um, I used to be very easily led, and God has given me this, this newness of being um, firm, standing on solid ground, you know, and um, that's wonderful because, like I said, back in the day, I just would have went, but now I'm, I'm able to really stand on his and him and his word. Um, my marriage with Israel was been from the start was from before our marriage was really tough because we obviously had a queen, which is a beautiful thing because she's amazing. Um, but you know it was always tough for me because I knew that after we had her, I knew it was you know wrong to have a child outside wedlock. But I wouldn't get married anytime soon because I was already married, so it was really complicated to kind of for it to be clean and pure before the Lord. Um, and there was a lot of um, things like later on down the line that really affected me. That, for instance, having a child outside wedlock. Um, 
and I had to do it there God had to really deal with my heart I, I held on to so much like why did that happen to me why did I have to do this why was that you know it was very a lot of wise and trying to blame other people and God especially now as a Christian not now but before um as a Christian I'm always blaming God and then I realized that um you know God just wants the best for me he's always had my back and everything since becoming a Christian even before so I've never died you know obviously <laughs> but I, you know it never got and you know there's times where I really tried like really tried and it was crazy then you know I was really high on my drugs and Israel tried so hard bless his heart to get me off the drugs and I was like no 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 I want to I want to smoke I want to do this I want to do this and there was times where he had to call police and call ambulance because he didn't know what to do with me because they were going to put me in a mental institute you know it got that bad and then when I look at myself now and I think wow God look where I am I'm just so amazed at what he can do with someone you know you think that you're in a dark broken place and then you come and you come into the, in, in the throne room to God, and you just praying. I mean, it took some crying out. We were on our knees and crying out, like bawling out our eyes, really, to the Lord. And He just changed things around. We were homeless. We lived. We moved house eleven times in one year. You know, just just kind of shifting from one place to another. There was just so much chaotic. We were completely homeless. No cars. No home. Dragon Queen around halfway around the country, you know, this country, the south, trying to find somewhere to live, living on people's bedroom floors, and they were all messed up, and it's just like I think to my look back and I think to myself, was that really my life? You know, but it was, and and the wonderful thing is, is look where I am now, and look what God has done. It's all down to God, you know. It all comes down to Him, because if I didn't cry out to Him, if I didn't humble myself, you know, and put me um, down I was constantly everything was about me and I put God first and I, because I was able to put God first um, I mean that was the only option I didn't have any other options you know I was all out of options I'd done the drugs the partying the raving the men this to that and nothing worked and it all came back to um, to God so um, yeah and just the, the life I have now me and my husband have been on many um, healing retreats um, a lot of ministry I'm not ashamed of my testimony you know, I believe that God has brought me out and I'm here today to minister to those women and who are bound, you know, um, in that prostitution area and just to women and men and just people who are going through a very difficult time in the, the darkness, you know, because it's just really sad that people don't reach out and I'm there to reach out and I just thank God that he's brought me out of that. Um, yeah, so um, I'm just really pleased with what God's done for me. Um, there's loads of stories I could tell you and loads of things that is kind of boring stuff and kind of too gruesome. It's literally like a horror movie and you don't want to watch that. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just want to, you know, moving to Paul was such a deal, big deal for me because I used to, when me and Israel used to drive around, I used to slide down in the car and he'd be saying to me, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh no, I'm really scared what if someone sees me. And he was like, no, 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 you need to sit up. You know, it was, it was that bad to slide down in the car with him and he, he had black tinted windows so it was like oh that's good it kind of worked for me um which was really good and um yeah and just the journey from bristol to pool i mean i couldn't even go shopping without someone saying because my name back then was yasmin and people were like is that you and i'd be like you know so embarrassed in front of you know my man my husband and i got some some person 
asking me about stuff and it was really bad you know so I believe God has brought us here to this fresh town beautiful pool sunny sunny pool <laughs> I forgot what it was called then <laughs> and you know God is just doing a new thing in me I'm so pleased and so happy where he's brought me from um, I would never look back and I'm, I'm always so thankful from where has what the work God has done in me because it's taken a lot to, you know, for me to, to surrender a lot of the times, a lot of the times I've had to really, truly and say, all right, sorry, I, you know, I come before you, Lord, I surrender my all to you. Um, me and my husband went on some wonderful healing retreats. I don't know anyone's heard of LL Ministries. Oh, you know, we needed some, some serious work doing in us. Um, I've held on to a lot of insecurities that God, I've had to give to God and say, Lord, just take them because... You know, when you're when you're smoking drugs, you get very paranoid, very paranoid, and um, I, that's how I felt without the drugs and being a Christian, very paranoid and very insecure. And I didn't like that feeling. That feeling got left when I became a Christian, and to have that feeling again was horrible. So I had to really commit a lot of things to God all the time. It was a daily, like Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I give this to you. Um, and he was able to deal with so much, you know, so much. And I'm just so thankful that he, you know, like I can't keep saying that where I am today is just such a miracle because, um, you know, when I look back and I think, like literally I was this close to being shot in the head or stabbed in the heart or something, you know, this close. And it took me to get on my knees and cry out and say, Jesus, I love you, come into my heart, you know. And it was, I cannot stress that how close I was to death. And um, to be here today and to be able to share my story of how I came to the Lord is just so amazing because that's, that's all I want to do. I want people to know that no matter how dark the place is, how deep you think you are in death, God can take you out and turn your life around, you know. And it's so important to know that because um, we, even as Christian people sometimes, even myself, I get myself into a bit of a tizzwaz and think, oh Lord... You know, I'm going through this. I need you, I need you, I need you. And he's there. He's always there. It's just me to calm down and just really um, commit everything that I'm really going through and give it to him like I always have done. Um, so, yeah, I'm just thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful to be in the, um, this church. I really believe this is a church for me and Israel to really um, go on a journey with you guys because um, it's just been such a coming from Bristol to Paul in such a different environment, city, you know, just very different. And it's just been wonderful. It's been such a blessing to be here. Um, I'm going to end now because I can probably just rabble on for ages. But I just want to um, end on another scripture, which is the same scripture. And I always, never share my testimony, I always end on this scripture because I just feel it sums up my life and what God has done and how I live. And it's um, Galatians 2.20. And it's, I have been crucified with Christ. It is, n- it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I just want um, to thank you all for listening to my story. I'm, I really hope that it's some kind of encouragement somewhere. Um, and um, thank you and blessings. Yes, we, we, oh, it was amazing, because when I first met Israel, he told me to go home. And I was like, <laughs> I can't just go home, you know. They've completely disowned me. My dad would probably call the police or something. I can't just go home. But I did, I went home, and they were so shocked that I went home, because they hadn't seen me in years. And when I went home, they were just, they were just so loving. 
and they just saw a different difference in me. And when I told them, I said, you know, I've come to the Lord. I believe in Jesus. And at first, my dad was like, oh, she's just, she's just gone crazy. She's actually properly lost it this time, you know. And then after seeing, because where I was and the world when I became a Christian, um, I was just so much on fire. And they saw a change in me. They saw that I wasn't the person I used to be. Because when I used to go there, it would be to steal money um, for my drugs. Or I would literally open the fridge, eat and leave. That's how it used to be. Um, so, yeah, it was amazing. My dad couldn't believe it, that I was just calmed down. You know, my parents, my sisters were all so shocked. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. They said, oh, um, we want some of what you're having. You know? And it was and it was amazing. My mum, actually, in 2010, on her 50th birthday, um, Israel and another brother in Christ baptised her at Sandbanks. You know? And it only took me from one from my family... My mum's now come in. It's just been so... I mean, it's huge for my family, especially with all the, the... My uncles and aunties, sometimes they say to my mum, oh, you shouldn't believe in it, don't believe in it. But um, she's struggling, but she's still there. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>